So, hey, it's your host, Kat Lisciani here, and it's 2017 now, but just barely. This episode has been quite a journey. Um, It started mid-December, actually, in 2016, and I had been taking some time off of clients to do some end-of-year planning for myself and for my business, and... I was thinking a lot about partnerships and goals and how to be um, how to be creative for who I wanted to work with in 2017. And so I went over to my friends Zach and Tara. I went to their house. Lucky for them, they live right down the street from me, and they are awesome people and they're both entrepreneurs and they're super creative entrepreneurs and have done a lot of really cool things and so wanted to get their whole perspective on partnerships also something I really respect about them is the way that they are so intentional about building relationships with others and they're not always looking to build relationships with um, whoever is like hot at the moment right or um you know, whatever. They, they don't let trends dictate who they choose to work with. And I really respect that about them. Another thing is, and you'll hear midway through the episode me kind of discover this, but I guess I didn't realize until I was editing this how much I really respected them and wanted to talk to them because not only do they do this in their professional lives, but they also do this in their personal lives. And um, they have a really awesome relationship. The episode itself will explain this all better than I can. So take a listen in three, two, one. I've heard it said that visibility is one of the greatest influences in empowering people to pursue their dreams and inspiring them to set goals that would otherwise seem unattainable. Throughout my life, I've seen this to be true time and time again. That's why a few years ago, I quit my job working at a fast-paced, venture-backed technology startup to travel the world telling the stories of a new generation of innovators, makers, creators, and leaders who are taking risks, forging their own paths to success, and shaking up the marketplace in return. Millennovation is isn't about highlighting the exceptional stories of a few individuals. It's about empowering you to forge a new future path. It's about learning from the experiences, the successes, and the failures of our peers. And most of all, it's a place to think through the unconventional strategies that will help all of us get where we're going a little bit faster. It all starts here on the Millennial Innovators Podcast. This episode, we're joined by Zach and Tara Bros. Zach Bros is the founder of Leaf Design, a creative studio out of Brooklyn, New York. Tara is a fashion and lifestyle blogger, model, and the founder of TaraMichelleBros.com. Let's see what they have to say. Who should I say first? Doesn't matter. (laughs) This is exciting. So you guys are married. We are. We are. Big surprise, which I've never interviewed a couple before, actually, especially not together. Cool. (laughs) Um, So this is cool. But you're also two really creative entrepreneurs who have clearly built brands and businesses. So I thought it would be fun to have you guys here. Yeah. So I started League Design maybe three and a half years ago, three years ago. Uh, It started as an accident, actually. (laughs) Love it. I um, started doing some art for myself, really. And then it turned into doing some art and minor design stuff for friends. And then I started getting hired to do art and design (laughs) for friends. And then more and more friends hired me to do it. And uh, so Tara and I got married a little bit after that. And Tara <laughs> basically pushed me to start League. So it was kind of an unofficial thing and with much encouragement and pushing. <laughs> basically, living in New York obviously is pretty draining and stressful. And he would come home from a long day of work. And his outlet of decompressing would be just coming home and kind of like doodling. And he would be like, oh, okay, post one on Instagram or whatever. But a lot of people liked it. And that's kind of how I feel like you realize that, oh, I think maybe I'm kind of good at this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I started doing more and more design from there. And then it's kind of grown and blossomed into this full-on creative studio. So it's everything from graphic design to branding and logo design and branding identity development, logo work and hand lettering and typography work. and Tattoo design. Tattoo design. Lots of tattoo design. <laughs> no 
um, illustration wedding Ill- invitation yeah um <laughs> photography yeah kind of you fonts. name it if i yeah fonts if i don't know how to do it i just figure it out how about you so i've been working as a model in new york for about eight years i moved here after high school and i started with doing mostly like photo shoots and print work and things like that and loved it but it was very inconsistent and kind of hard to work with the same brands on and on so i started working as a fit model which is very consistent it's when you kind of work with the designer to fit the garment before it's in production so the designer is like actually fitting the garment on you not to be confused with like fitness modeling which also exists but i do not do right which is like buff yes <laughs> but it looks awesome yeah. yeah but anyways in doing fittings you kind of go in doesn't matter like you know no makeup hair mess whatever pull it back and it's all about like fitting it on your body so it's not so much like the glamour of modeling and photo shoots and fashion and stuff so I kind of missed that aspect of shooting because I love the art behind photos and I love you know seeing the inspiration behind a shoot and achieving a different look than you're not used to having or you know just fashion in general I went to school at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology for Fashion Merchandising. So I've always loved fashion and been very interested in fashion. So working as a fit model, I'm helping someone else as they're creating their design, which is awesome and I love being a part of it, but it's nothing to do with me. I kind of wanted to create a brand to be able to shoot again for one and shoot regularly and be able to kind of use my love for fashion and be kind of like the creative boss of my own brand. Yeah. And um, be able to kind of combine that with modeling. And also, Zach and I love to travel. So (laughs) I wanted to kind of keep better, like, documentation of that. And what do I do with our photos? Like, I want to share them more than just sharing them on Facebook. So I've kind of created, like, this lifestyle brand with travel and fashion and everything in between. Yeah. (laughs) So I do that as well, yeah. That's so awesome. Again, another question I didn't tell you I was going to (laughs) ask. Ready. (laughs) Awesome. What do you think kind of drove each of you to start these things? It's an interesting question. I think we both, and we've learned this more and more as we've been married, we both like to be in control a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we both just uh, kind of had this a bit of intrinsic kind of drive to, to build kind of, you know, our own things. And we love to be a part of something, but there's just nothing quite like, to us anyways, there's nothing quite like building, you know, your own brand and, you know, taking a part of you and pouring it into something that you make yours uh, and get to bring other people into that, but it's your thing. So for me, that kind of gets me going that, you know, the idea of building something that's mine. Right. Yeah, I agree for sure. But also with starting my blog, it's actually something that I saw a lot of people doing, but thought like, I have no time to do that. Like right. I work full time and I'm married. I just got married because I started this like a year after we got married and my life is too busy. But for one, Zach really encouraged me to do it because he knew that it's something that I brought up a couple of times and then tried to like bury the idea. of. And then he kind of just encouraged me just go for it. And a lot of times for me, if I try, like I know a lot of people who start blogs, they build it for ever before they actually launch it which is mm-hmm. probably really smart i'm kind of the opposite <laughs> i'm the same way i can't do it i'm like yeah i want to do that and if i don't say i'm gonna do it like publicly mm-hmm. then i'm not gonna do it so i just have to do it and then i'll figure it out along the way so that's kind of what i did so then once i announced it like on instagram like hey i'm starting a blog i was like okay now i really have to start it <laughs> so it's kind of like it? taking that initial yeah. leap of faith like okay yeah i'm gonna do it now i actually you know have to figure this out <laughs> yeah you've got to put your money where your mouth is exactly yeah. so i think a little bit of encouragement from each other i guess with yeah. the brands too so what about two years that you started so it's been about okay. like a year and a half a year and a half nice yeah. and i mean and i know your following is pretty significant how was the growth in doing that i still feel like i have such a long way to go of course right. <laughs> as everyone does i'm sure but um yeah it's been it's been interesting because in starting it honestly it started from a place of i just want a creative outlet like i want a place that's mine that i can pour myself into and if people like it great if they don't okay but i'm pouring out you know and giving you know what i want to something so i had to keep reminding myself that like yes following matters and of course it matters for a brand or else you're not going to really go very far but getting so caught up on followers and how many likes did I get and do people actually like what I'm doing and why did 10 people unfollow me just now after I posted this photo or whatever Mm -hmm. I had to kind of and still have to keep checking myself that like okay it's actually not about that of course it is if it's going to be a brand but this originally I wanted this just for me yeah so of course I wanted people to like it but 
I just have to keep checking myself. I just have to stay true to myself. And as long as I'm doing that, I have to keep remembering why I did it. Or else, like, you kind of quickly get caught up in the numbers of, like, oh, this person started their blog and now they have this many followers. And yeah. What's wrong with me, you know? So the growth has been kind of slow and steady, but that's what's been good for me so far. <laughs> <laughs> Is comparing yourself, like, that's something I feel like I'm learning how to curb, right? Like, ugh, it's such a, it's a so head game. To, yeah. yeah. Is that something you struggle with too, having a different type of business, right? Yeah. I think, I don't know if it's cultural or if it's our generation or if it's just humanity or what, but I think it's just like, it's so hard to not, you know, especially when you're building something that you're pouring your whole heart and soul into, it's hard to not see someone else and think, well, why this or why that or how, you know? But I think you're right. I think it's something that you just have to make a conscious decision over and over and over again that comparison is going to steal a whole lot of joy from you and a whole lot of... I, I think it belittles your own accomplishments when you yeah. look at other people's accomplishments because you don't know what it took someone else to get where they are. You also don't know their circumstances. You know, all, all you know is yourself. So it's easy to look at someone else, I think, from the outside looking in and think either they have it easy or, you know, something along those lines. It's a constant struggle to look at other people and think like I want that or I want to be at that point but there's also nothing like walking your own journey out and your own process and you know the areas that you want to get out of quickly are often the areas that help you build a better brand later on I think that's really good I like everything you just said like walking <laughs> your own journey you know and uh that that's really good do you have a system do you have like a strategy or like you know do you meditate like how do you consciously make an effort to walk your own journey I think Tara can speak to that but I'll put one thing in first I think that it, for me it starts with celebrating other people before comparing yourself mm -hmm. so when you look at someone else as an inspiration instead of a competition suddenly you're inspired to walk your own journey stronger and slower to want someone else's journey yeah for our generation there are so many opportunities like no one's gonna steal your place mm. it's not a it's not a battle yeah. you know you're not like fighting to the top everyone can have their own top really in this generation it's right. like it's amazing i think it's easy to look at someone else and think like i really wanted to collaborate with that brand but there are so many opportunities and i just think letting someone else inspire you rather than be your competition is huge like you said you have no idea what it took them to get there so i don't think i don't have like a certain process really that i do to remember that i think it's just like constant check yeah i feel like that is something that totally stuck out to me about you specifically um when i first met you tara because you're really good at yeah celebrating with people and getting excited about the things that are happening in their life you're just such a good example of that for me so yeah yeah I think living in New York you just see there not just in New York but everywhere there are just countless opportunities and there's no there's just no rush or there's no fight we have time and we have opportunities so it's exciting to see your friends doing what they love and what they're passionate about and succeeding like that is so inspiring to me and like motivating yeah especially when you know their story and where they come from and where they're at now it's like cool like I want you to tell that to someone else who really needs it right now because everyone's in their own journey so yeah that's good. I think that's especially good because I feel like this generation is so like, I mean, I definitely struggle with patience and I'm the worst. We never struggle with patience. <laughs> it's like, why? Why do I have to wait? I think we get into dangerous waters when we try and put our timeline into the box of someone else's timeline. Hmm. I think it, yeah. Back to the same. I think, I think it just belittles. What what, it? Don't what? something small beginnings. Don't, don't despise, despise small, small beginnings. beginnings. Zach probably reminds me of that like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Don't despise small beginnings. Yeah. That's good. And see, I even forgot it. I'm like, what is it again about small beginnings? It's been too long since I've reminded her. He's like, I'll say it to you again tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So as much as you guys have your independent brands and businesses and even audiences that you have built, you still have this amazing partnership, which... I really respect you guys for as well. And it seems like from being around you guys, it just seems like partnership is, of course, like the approach to your marriage, but to a lot of other things you do, like even the way you serve and the way you lead and the way that you work. And so I wanted to know what your perspective was on partnership. What has kind of formed the basis for that? You know, is that accurate? Yeah. <laughs> I think for Zach, not to speak for you, but speak for me. <laughs> I was going to anyways. <laughs> Um, with Lee, you know, as much as he loves working, you know, and 
being artistic and doing things on his own, one of the biggest things that we see in the future with his brand is that we want it to be a business where he is able to work with other people. He wants to be able to like hire people and work with people because both of us really, really love working with people and just love people in general. Mm -hmm. So partnership is key for us both in our separate businesses for sure but also with each other I mean I definitely like I said at the beginning I definitely don't think I would have started this blog if he wouldn't have like pushed me to do it and then I probably would have quit a million times by now if he wouldn't have <laughs> keep reminding me why I'm doing it and to not despise small beginnings <laughs> and all these things but um yeah yeah and it's the same with league I I mean I started it because Tara pushed me to yeah I think we both learned pretty early on that life in general is just a whole lot better when you do it with other people mm. And I think that translates all across the board. It's it's when you start isolating yourself out of I don't know competition or out of um, fear, fear of yeah fear of losing ideas or someone stealing your ideas or mm-hmm. I think as soon as you go down that road, your creativity is really diminished and I think your your passion is diminished too because like when I'm creating, I want my full headspace to be in creating and if a huge chunk of that is in fear or um, feeling threatened or something, then I'm not going to create my best work. And I'm also not being inspired by someone else. I'm also not having someone else to bounce ideas off of or collaborate with. And yeah, I think I think life in general, but creativity especially, is better when you do it with other people. You limit yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You really limit yourself when you're trying to do everything on your own. Yeah. You might be the boss of your brand, but you don't know everything. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're just starting. You, you actually really need help, you know, Seriously. and you need Seriously. to work with people. Yeah. And as much as you help someone working with them, they help you probably 10 times more. So mm. I just think it's, yeah, I just think it's so key and vital. Especially starting a brand. Like, how do you even start? You need to, like, talk to somebody about it. And right. Maybe meet with that person who you really once used to compare yourself to, but now you're learning to be inspired by them. Right. Reach out to them. Ask them, you know, hey, we're going to grab a coffee. I'd love to ask you some questions of when you started your, your blog. I'm obsessed with it or whatever, you know, whoever inspires you. Because you, people are much nicer than you think when you just, like, reach out. Yeah. When it's in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. I have this kind of habit of reaching out to my my heroes, my my role too. models, like people that have you know have no reason to talk to me. But I just think like oh, I'm just gonna email them or whatever. But I've been shocked to think all along the way of how how much people actually are willing to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, I think, as a creative, you get yourself into this mindset of you're bothering someone to yeah. ask for help or to try and bounce an idea off of. But more often than not, someone who is further down along the road that you're trying to walk down had someone help them and they're more than willing to help you so of course you're not going to be like tell me you know all these things that are personal and that they took them a long time to figure out but asking them like you know what did you do when you felt really unmotivated or when you were comparing yourself to someone constantly or questions like that obviously like broad questions i think there's a fine line between like asking people like what's your rate yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the very personal things that you just need to kind of figure out on your own but i think you know you know what questions you should ask and you know what questions you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's important too. Yeah. Either in the modeling industry or in the blogging industry, you have to reach out to people and learn like, how does this, what's the system here? And, yeah. and what is the, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, with modeling, when I started, I was like 18 and super young. So I don't even think I thought <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, I should have. You're like, this is fun. <laughs> I think I can figure this out. And falling on my face many times. <laughs> um, but when someone reaches out to me about it, especially about fit modeling, it's like a lesser known part of modeling because it's always behind the scenes um when people want to talk to me about it i'm so excited to talk about it and so excited to tell them all the ins and outs and for my blog i've definitely reached out to people and asked like hey like what what do i do like what is seo right <laughs> all these things i'm like i don't know i'm not like a computer whiz or you know or anything like that i'm not like a technologically advanced individual <laughs> that glass because he knows <laughs> i've asked him a million questions because he built league off of squarespace first and i had no clue i was very confused so <laughs> Oh, I've asked many questions to people who, you know, I love and trust and I know they're not going to laugh at me. <laughs> Maybe they are, but at least not to my face. Yeah. <laughs> when you were starting your blog, was it kind of like, like, did he make you come to him and ask for help when you needed it? Or would he kind of like step in and do things for you when you're like, I don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's been a good balance of like him wanting me to figure things out mm-hmm. and him also being there for me when I have questions. Yeah. Because.
because he definitely is better with like the website end of things than I am and has figured it out a bit more than I have. But he definitely wouldn't say like he's a pro at it. So I don't think he was like, oh, I'll do it for you. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like, see what you can do and I'm here if you need my help. Yeah. So that was good for me because it's taught me to like try and figure things out on my own. But mm-hmm. I also know I can go to him for questions and he might say, I actually have no idea. Google it. Right. <laughs> Which I do for pretty much everything. So. Yeah, same. All day long. So if Google was a person, like we'd definitely be best friends. Oh, totally. I've asked it so many personal questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many personal questions. How many calories now? <laughs> That's awesome. And I just love that perspective about the fear of asking people for help because I have the worst like independent person syndrome (laughs) and it's so bad and I realized it over Thanksgiving when I was home with my family and I'm like trying to open this jar of pickles and I refuse to let anybody help me it's like what did you put under hot water um no I like used used, like a door handle to like pop it open somehow that's amazing I know I was like yes innovative yeah clearly so innovative or stubborn um working with so many entrepreneurs like I do it's always just funny because they'll be calling you for help, but sometimes they're super paranoid about even telling you mm. what they need your help with or mm. like what their idea is. Yeah. So it's like, I can't like, pulling it out. yeah, it's like <laughs> pulling it out like slowly. It's like approaching a wild animal or something, you know? like don't move suddenly. Right. <laughs> Uh, and so in your marriage right Mm -hmm. (laughs) which it sounds like is kind of the source i mean it sounds like both your brands and businesses were like born almost Mm -hmm. years a little bit before but have definitely totally been birthed from your marriage i can't believe i just said the word birth i'm like flourish don't say birth we're not ready (laughs) yeah Um, yeah flourish from your marriage so is partnership something that like you guys had to discuss going into your matrimonial partnership (laughs) or like is it something you've actively talked about and consciously made a decision to live like that and and function like that pretty natural for us i think yeah I think so too. I think we also always come back to whether it's with our brands or with, you know, day-to-day life or with disagreements or conflict or whatever, we we always come back to this idea that we're a team. Mm. And I think That's often, another thing he reminds me. We're on the same team. I'm like, oh yeah. We remind ourselves, we remind each other that we're on a team together. And I think as long as we maintain that perspective, it's um it's natural to partner together. You know, cuz when you're on a team with someone, if they do bad, you do bad. Right. And if they do good, you do good. So the strongest teams are mutually benefiting each other and mutually helping each other. Yeah. And so Tara's going to be stronger if I remember that I'm on a team with her and I have her back. And then if she's stronger, then therefore I'm stronger because I know that she has my back. And it's kind of this cycle of partnership, I guess. Yeah. I think too, like it's important like in marriage for you to have an outlet to do something that you love even if it's something separate than like with your partner like okay yes me and Zach love to do so many things together we have a lot of the same friends and we have a lot of the same uh, hobbies and things that we enjoy but it's equally important for Zach to have his thing and that be design in this case and me to encourage him in that and make sure that he's happy and fulfilled or else you know he's not the best version of himself because part of him feels like lacking that I can't necessarily fulfill so I think it's important for for me to notice that in him and him to notice that in me and encourage those things in one another. And then, you know, that makes our partnership stronger too because we feel like we're fulfilled and we're like our best version of ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's almost about like, you're not only approaching the partnership from a perspective of I benefit from this, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, I care about Tara, I care about Zach, I I care about the things that you're passionate about, so I'm going to do whatever I can to make you be your best self, almost, right? right? Totally. Pull those things. Totally. Totally. That's awesome. And I think also to encourage each other's independence Mm -hmm. as much as we encourage partnership with each other. I don't know, kind of like a healthy balance of both. Yeah, I'm sure that's harder, probably. I feel like it would be. It's hard sometimes because so many things that we do, we do together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so many areas of my brand and her brand kind of overlap, Mm -hmm. which is great. But it's also, like Tara said, it's good for us to both have our areas that are our areas. And we help each other with it, but also push each other to do it. 
Yeah. You know? Look, I'm not going to try and be the boss of League. Right. I'm not going to try and pick Kara's <laughs> outfits. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jesus. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. He's actually pretty good at that. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm teaching stylish. him well. Yeah. <laughs> we also didn't mention before, but we started a Instagram account together for traveling mm-hmm. called League Travels, which eventually in one day when League is set up the way that we want, we'll kind of all be encompassed under League Design. But that's also a cool way for us to work together in a partnership in something that we are both super passionate about traveling, sharing that with people and showing people that it is obtainable. Um, even when you think you don't have time or you don't have finances or you don't know, you know, anything about the place that you want to go to. So we're passionate about that both. And so we're able to, you know, started that together. So it's cool that we have also that where we're working together and then we have our separate things. We kind of have a lot going on, but yeah, (laughs) we're trying to figure out how to juggle it all. (laughs) You and me both. That's actually a perfect segue because the next thing I was going to bring up is that, yeah, you guys are always partnering with just some really cool like I know you guys like you mentioned just went to Italy and partnered with a hotel right you know to travel and and do content and a bunch of stuff and then I feel like you're always partnering with is it two hands NYC (laughs) you guys are always doing stuff with them and a lot of just different cool places and like people in industries that are unique and may sometimes get overlooked right Mm. by like people who everyone's always looking at the large brands like I want Macy's you know or whatever yeah yeah what is your approach to finding partners like where do you look and um for me for my blog as I've been in this like beginning stage of building it it's a lot of brands reach out to you in that stage and they're kind of you know wanting to work together and they tell you about their brand and they you know introduce whatever they the collaboration however you want it to look is it Instagram post is it a blog post are they going to send you free product are you going to are they going to pay you this amount of money for whatever? So for me, it's kind of just been like weeding through that and seeing like, okay, do I believe in this brand? Do I like this brand? Do I want to represent this brand? And does that represent your brand? So like, I don't want to say yes to this brand that I actually wouldn't really represent well. So I want to make sure that not only do I represent them well, but do they represent me well? But it took a little bit for me to be like, oh, everyone's like, whatever brands reach out immediately wanting to say yes, because you want Right. To work with brands, that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just learning when to say yes and when to say no is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same in design, too. I think you learn pretty quick with a new client how you're going to vibe together or not vibe together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's um, the same thing. It's you want to say yes because you want to work. <laughs> so yeah. you want to say yes to the work that you get. And, you know, there's different points in time where for, for me it's been I've been able to say yes and no to things or when I you know, had to take what I could get. But I think an ideal relationship working with someone is making sure that, like Tara said, I'm going to represent them well. They're going to represent me well. And that's a good collaboration. And I think that we both find that the brands that we really vibe with well, we keep working with. Right. Um, and a lot of times that leads to to new collaborations and new partnerships. Like, for instance, you mentioned Two Hands. The two guys who own it are good friends of ours. And um, they hired me a couple years ago to do a project before I'd ever met them. I was going to say, we weren't good friends with them yeah, before. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> there was a mutual connection. So they hired me to do like a menu on their wall typography thing. They were opening a new cafe and needed something done. So they hired me to do it and it went well. And I, we really hit it off and built a great relationship. And now I do a lot of work for them and it's kind of ongoing. But we're also great friends and we have this great relationship. Through that, then they will give my name to other people who are starting restaurants or cafes or uh, people that they work with they'll pass my information along or so I think for us in a lot of ways that kind of partnerships and collaborations that we feel have been really good for us we intentionally kind of built and maintained relationships with not just to get something out of it but because it's people that we like and enjoy and learn from and are inspired by and through that we keep I think getting more and more stuff out of it yeah so that's for league design and for travel Tara mentioned our travel stuff and it's kind of a new endeavor for us that's been the first kind of thing that we are specifically kind of reaching out to people to work yeah. with so I think it's kind of the same thing we just found like what are our passions we love to travel we love to see new places we love to try new stuff and so let's find you know brands hotels or websites or airlines, airlines or whatever <laughs> that we feel like we can mutually benefit each other by working together and then we put together a media kit and reached out to them and it's hit or miss and more miss it's mostly miss <laughs> but, <laughs> but people we that, hit one <laughs> <laughs> but that's a big thing that's great yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah all you baby need is steps one. to get yeah, to get it going and 
Yeah. What do you think makes a good partner in professional or personal? (laughs) I think it maybe varies in a lot of ways based on what the field is, but there's some, uh, I guess there's a lot of things that are kind of the same throughout across the board. I think uh, like chemistry with the people that you're working with for one, whether that's fashion or design. And in, in design, it's a bit, maybe it's a bit more involved in the process because there's all these edits and um a lot of back and forth yeah a lot of back and forth so if you don't have a good chemistry or working chemistry with someone it's gonna be a it's a, gonna be a miserable time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and same in fashion i would say in a lot of it i think also for like a good partnership it's good to just be like open-minded like you might have this one idea in mind it might end up going a totally different way but once you are you want to work with this person or brand and you trust each other and you kind of have that relationship established and they have a different idea than you then that's okay to like consider that rather than what you had your mindset on you'd be surprised like how far it would go like at least watching Zach work with two hands it went from like doing a menu on the wall to then them asking him to design an entire font which he had never done before but instead of just being like no like I don't do that I do typography and this and this he was like yeah and then just figured it out and now he's done another font for them since and really enjoyed that process and figuring it out and now it's another thing he can add to league design which is amazing so i think just like being open-minded and when you have the basis when you have the chemistry when you have the partnership then building on that and kind of stretching the limits and boundaries and it gets fun and exciting yeah how do you deal with conflict in your partnership or in your business partnerships um (laughs) well I always bring this story up when we talk about conflict with people because when we, before we got married and we were in marriage counseling through our church, we went to like five different sessions with a couple who we like kind of read through a book with them and talked about, you know, these main topics of marriage, that things that you should discuss before you're actually married, like finances and communication and family and stuff like that. And we kind of learned in that very quick, quickly that we kind of talked about like how your family deals with conflict and how that has shaped how you deal with conflict and we realized like I kind of grew up not necessarily um like hitting an issue on the head up front and right away in that in the same way that Zach had so if I was offended or mad at something I would kind of hold it in and he'd be like are you okay and I'm like yeah I'm fine and inside I'm like I'm so mad right now but I can't I don't know how to deal with this and his family very was forward. Yeah, more <laughs> forward and like discussed an issue at the dinner table and kind of resolved it right away. And um, we just kind of had to learn to balance those two ways of conf- communication and conflict and mm. conflict resolution mm. and learn how to kind of, you know, I had to learn how to open up more and like much faster. He would say like, are you mad about it? I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, well, then I'm not going to ask again. And I'm like, wait, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we kind of both have to like compromise in that and how we deal with conflict because they were very different. And I think we're getting better. We have a long way to go, but yeah. we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's similar in, in um, professional kind of conflict resolution as well. Uh, like Tara was saying before, as long as, you know, everyone's coming at um, conflict from a different perspective same as in marriage we have two different perspectives on why we're upset at each other mm-hmm. in a disagreement or something um, so if we can remember to be open-minded to see someone else's side but also um, be assertive and not let people walk all over you mm-hmm. you know no, stand up for yourself but in a way that is not um, that's not I guess offensive or you know on the on the offensive against someone um, but if you can kind of like know, for, for, for example, in design, if I'm working with a client and they're pushing the amount of edits and they're, you know, we've outlined in the contract how many rounds of revisions we're going to do. And suddenly we're three rounds past that and I've given it a little grace and then they want more and more and more. I have to be able to look at what they're, where they're coming from. What, like, what are the edits that they're wanting and why? Are, like, what are we not accomplishing? So see their side of it, but then at the same time, I have to protect my time as a as a designer and say like, hey, this is what we have in our contract for our edits, and we can't go past that. Mm. But we can, but it's going to be you know it's going to cost extra or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just a balance, same as it is in marriage. I think of seeing our side and bringing it to the table and speaking our mind, but also being open to the other person, and I guess having enough empathy to care about their side as well, um, whether that's relational or professional. Yeah. 
and then working from there. It sounds nice, but it doesn't always work, so we're still working out all this. So. Well, you know, it sounds like you guys pretty much have it down. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're writing a book about it. Are you really? No. no. She's like, that's another thing that you're doing. Yeah, no, no, we're not. But we're open to reading books about it. We have one to recommend. I'll, I'll think on it. I'll think on it. That's awesome. So being people who collaborate so often and live together and work together and serve together, does conflict ever get in the way of work? Conflict with each other? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Zach takes a lot of my photos for Terry Michelle Bros because he wasn't a photographer when I started my blog, but now he's an amazing photographer. <laughs> jack of all trades and so but i've been modeling for years so i you know know a certain image that i want as the end goal or i have an idea of how i want to shoot to go but i've had to learn how to respect him now as a photographer and how he also has an idea and he also has a vision for the shoot and how to work together and there's definitely been times where it's like they're not we're not on the same page at all yeah (laughs) and we're like but wait (laughs) okay take a step back Mm -hmm. um so yeah you know we've we've done a shoot where i'm like pissed the whole time <laughs> and of course you see that in a photo right <laughs> so like i can't even use this shoot like that was a whole waste of time so yeah. we have to get over those issues really fast when we're working together or else it just we both don't benefit from it we waste our time and energy and um yeah <laughs> so yeah we've just had to learn from that that we both don't benefit from it we waste our time and so yeah we're, we're still learning that one but yeah and i think a lot of that goes back to what we were talking about before where you even in collaboration you respect someone else's independence so for instance if we're collaborating in a shoot and i have a very clear idea of what i'm i think should happen i have to remember that i'm shooting tara's blog and as much as i'm the photographer she has a creative vision that far outlasts what i thought of on the way to the shoot (laughs) right and so i have to remember that like i'm respecting that this is tara's we're doing it together but i respect tara's creative uh, leadership within Mm. that and as soon as i kind of forget that then that's where there's conflict i think and we don't work together well but tara does a good job of respecting my creative um leadership in certain areas and i'm working on respecting (laughs) her creative leadership in areas um but i think when we find a good balance of that is when we're able to work through conflict and there's times that we've just stopped Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing oh, yeah. something and then we'll revisit this tomorrow today is not the day <laughs> yeah taking a break and yeah. just go and watch friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not talk to each other for a little bit <laughs> but you need that but it seems like that's funny to hear even that you guys would argue because i feel like you guys seem like the best team and like couple ever seriously oh, i appreciate Thank that you. you haven't been around this long enough. yeah i guess i don't have to see like behind curtains. but really i mean nobody would ever know and like to me it seems like it's because at the end of the day you have like that mutual respect and mm-hmm. also like that mutual i don't know vision for the fact that you want to have like a successful marriage probably mm-hmm. right yeah. and i feel like we've kind of learned to kind of work those issues out quickly rather than letting them linger because then they only build and get worse yeah mm-hmm. and then you're mad about something you can't remember what started it and you're like wait what right. <laughs> so i think talking things out quickly rather than waiting and zach always says like we can go happy or sad like we get to choose so why would you waste your time going sad when you can go happy <laughs> that's so good you guys are full of quotes. You should do a quote book. Yeah, they're probably all stolen and misinterpreted yeah. from something. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's great. Uh, no, I mean, we made them all up. Oh, of course, <laughs> obviously. Pure genius right here. Quote me, please. Yeah. We interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast to tell you that I messed up. So I'm going to be honest. I was trying to stay up all night on Wednesday night and get this episode published by Thursday and so I was trying to stay up all night and finish some edits I have and somehow I accidentally deleted just 30 seconds of footage but it just happened to be an important 30 seconds that I couldn't live without so now I can't get that footage back so basically I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you why I wanted to talk to Tara and Zach in 2016 I spent a lot of time taking care of everyone else I helped people build brands, I empowered companies to build audiences, and I worked with a lot of startups and entrepreneurs pro bono. All of those experiences were great, and I'm glad I was able to help, but it was also really draining. When you're the person people come to for advice, it's hard to remember that you also have to make sure to take time to take care of yourself and your business. So that's my resolution for 2017. Do better for myself. Be better to myself. 
I want to be more selective with my time. I want to be focused on what it is that I really want to achieve. And as cheesy as it sounds, be aware how precious every moment actually is. That may sound easy to you, but actually, these things are really hard for me. I spend my days strategizing marketing plans and audience development and content and growth for companies and nonprofits and organizations, conversations which usually begin with me asking my clients what their goals are. And it's so easy for me to expect that of them to say, what is it that you actually are trying to achieve here? And expect an answer or help them figure it out if they don't know. But a secret bit of truth is that it's really hard for me to do this for myself. So a way that I'm actively trying to stick to my resolutions in 2017 is setting goals. I thought setting goals was going to be really easy, but when I started investigating it, it actually opened up a whole nother can of worms. There's a way that you set goals, right? Like they have to be specific and they have to be measurable and they have to be things that you can put actions to. So I started asking around and talking to some of my mentors about how they set goals. Joe Polizzi, who is a big mentor of mine, and somebody that I really admire and look up to in the marketing industry. He's the founder of a Content Marketing Institute. And I got the opportunity to do a masterclass with him in November. And I was talking to him and his chief strategy officer, Robert Rose, who is another huge marketing name and content guy I look up to. And I was asking them about setting goals. And Joe started talking to me about really the way to set goals is to split them up. And it can't just be business goals. You have to set goals for personal, professional, spiritual, you know, mental, physical, you've got to set goals for all these things because this is what gives you, you know, the ability to truly go after what you want, right? You can, you can read more about goal setting in his book. It's called Content Inc. and it's awesome. The business goals were easy, easier at least for me to do, but what I really had a hard time with was personal goals forcing myself to stop for a second and think like what is it that I really want in my personal life do I want relationships do I want to travel do I want to do all these things I haven't been able to do for the past few years because I chained myself to this company that I'm building and the more that I thought about it the more I realized I have to make time for those things I have to you know I have to at least admit them to myself right if I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life maybe I need to admit to myself that I that that's a start and maybe I need to put down a personal goal of yeah I want to like find someone to build a life with one day and have a family with and do all sorts of things so all of that to say that one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk to Tara and Zach today was not only because I look up to them in their businesses and in their brands and I appreciate their sense of creativity in where they look for partnerships but also because I look up to them in their relationship. I look up to them in the way that they handle challenges and they handle conflict both with each other and with other people and that's what this question that I accidentally deleted was all about. I wanted to know how they deal with tumultuous relationships or unexpected conflict, both professionally and personally in their marriage. So here's how they answered. I mean, we try away from partners outside of our marriage that aren't... um... Each other. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, seriously. But um, yeah, I think we've both had um, experiences with people that... um, or with brands that uh, maybe either we rushed into or didn't know enough about getting into that um, turned out to not be a good fit. And we've both had experiences like that that we've powered through. But I think we've also both learned that it's a waste of everybody's time if you prolong a relationship, especially, you know, like a working relationship that isn't going to end well. Isn't going to end well. <laughs> yeah. If, you know, you can kind of feel that if you're working with a client that you just are not vibing with and you know that they're not on the same page and there's not really any way to get on the same page. I think I've learned that it makes more sense to cut it off sooner than later and just and, and I think that people not always but people will respect that as well to know you know like hey I, we've we've given this a try I'm not sure that we're right fit for each other I think that my brand maybe isn't the right approach for you guys or I think like I can't I can't um I can't properly represent your brand so mm-hmm. like it I think it is the best for us to kind of counter losses and split ways and maybe I can recommend someone that might be a good a better fit for them but I think it's it's a waste of their time and a waste of 
of my time or our time to keep going with it. I mean, obviously you want to try everything that you can to make it work with someone, but I think we usually err on the side of being like saying yes to too many things or over committing to things. We're pretty good at that one too. <laughs> and I think it's okay to say no. And it's okay to kind of like, you know, when it's not the right fit and not even if there's conflict with that, you know, specific brand or um, partner, but if you just know that like, you're not going to be able to do it to your best ability because you don't have the time or you've already said yes to too many things or you're already working with a company that sells watches while you shouldn't do another watch brand right now or whatever. Sorry, I'm like kind of going through this right now. <laughs> but I think it's okay to, it's okay to say no. And I think we're both very eager and, you know, ready for, you know, whatever's next and tend to want to be say yes to a lot of things. But it's good to, to know your brand well and know what you're trying to portray and who you are and kind of like cutting off the ends that don't necessarily match up with that always. Mm -hmm. And it's a learning process, you know, but trying to We're learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like being selective is something that keeps coming up, right? And like, I don't know, it reminds me of preserving yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And like that totally, I'm sure, comes back into making smart decisions. And even like the way that you guys have talked about assessing, okay, is this smart? Like, is this a smart fit? It sounds like that's kind of key to your success in that area. I think being as inclusive as you can as a person and selective as you can as a brand is important. Yeah, that's actually really good. Quote him. <laughs> Quote me. <laughs> so I know that they're like, obviously you guys have dealt with challenge in your partnerships. Would either of you be willing to share the time when you were in a professional or personal partnership that couldn't overcome the challenge and I don't know what you learned? <laughs> <laughs> we try to work through, I mean, we would much rather work things out with people. And I think that's kind of both of our personalities is that we'll take some hits to be able to work with someone over cutting it off prematurely or, um, yeah. That's a good point too, though. Like for me, I feel like it's a difficult thing to navigate because I'm a relationship person. And so what's central to me and what has been central to my success has been building relationships with people that um, are really intentional, really genuine and make sense, but are mutually beneficial. So then when you're expecting that same kind of respect, when you're used to working with people who carry that same integrity, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a business relationship with somebody who maybe doesn't uh, have that same perspective, it's, it's kind of like mind-blowing the time that that happened to me. I don't know if either of you have ever... With my blog, I'm still pretty new, only like a year and a half. So, so far, I'm sure it will happen, but so far it hasn't. But definitely in the modeling industry, I've worked with clients that there was a red flag or I knew like, you know, you're as a fit model, you're kind of like a mannequin basically. And you have to know this is your job, but you also have to know, you know, I'm a person and I deserve respect. So, you know, there's certain brands that I've worked with where I've thought like, okay, that's the last time I'm going to work with this company, whether it pays very well or it's great opportunity or you know you kind of have to know your boundaries in that there's been times and I've had to kind of end a relationship with a client because I'm like you forgot I'm a person so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um you know it's also difficult too because you're like this is work and all those things but I think it's important to have that kind of respect for yourself and know that this is not the end of the world like this is not the last opportunity I'm going to get there's other clients there's other opportunities with other partnerships that I can be involved in so again it's okay to say no and it's okay to end something that you have a feeling isn't going anywhere good I also think that like obviously nobody wants to have a bad experience in a partnership or you know a professional or business relationship but I do also think it's important to take risks and work with you know you, you can't know everything about everybody that you start working with and you try to have a good idea and trust people's character as much as you can but also know what you're getting into but inevitably especially when you're starting off there's just going to be experiences where they looked good and they turn out bad and as much as those are bummers, I think those are also the relationships that I've learned the most from and the most about business from and the most about how to how to build my business. I've learned about how to respect my own rights by being ripped off by people that I thought I was helping. Or I've learned the most about having boundaries in professional relationships, like when someone can call me to ask for edits or how fast someone can ask for something to be turned in. And I naturally want to help someone, so I'm going to assume the best and think that they're assuming the best. And then and, you know, I've gotten burned about it, but I've also learned then to build better boundaries and to speak faster and to establish boundaries before I begin. I think I've learned the most, you know, valuable stuff about business from making business mistakes, <laughs> which, you know, I think is the best way to learn. It's the, the worst way to learn, but it's the best way to learn. So I wish there was a formula to say, like, you'll never have a bad business partnership. But I think the formula is just having bad business partnerships and learning how to navigate going forward. Yeah.
you bring up such a good point about like knowing your personal value and like you know yeah it's just good it's like getting out there making mistakes sucks but it's it's the best way to learn and like you have to have resilience in I guess it all kind of comes back to knowing where you're going and um, remembering why you started. You guys are both artists and creatives and obviously passionate. And I am definitely passionate, especially when I was younger. But passion is what drives me about what I do and the companies I work with. And oftentimes I feel like my passion overtakes my purpose. Have you guys ever struggled with that? And if so, how'd you find your way out? Yeah, well, I'm not a passionate person, so I never struggle with that. Oh, yeah, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I say yes to so many things. Yeah, to everything. Because I think like, that's amazing. I can do it or I can figure it out or that would be so cool for me to do or learn. And then I quickly forget what I was doing in the first place. Or And then you don't sleep for two weeks. And... Yeah. yeah. So Tara's been good about kind of helping me dial it back and direct my passion in the right directions and back to being selective about, you know, I I can be as passionate as, you know, as anybody, but if I say yes to 50 things, I'm not going to be very passionate about any of those 50 things because A, I'm not going to sleep, B, I'm not going to be a very happy person, and C, I'm going to be splitting my attention 50 ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm exhausted and there's no way to be passionate. So if I say yes to one good thing, I can put all my passion into that. So I think it's just kind of harnessing the passion and learning how to direct it the right ways. Having someone that checks you, I guess, back to having a partnership, someone that can look at big picture, look at what you're doing and say, like, hey, why why are you doing all that? Or like, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense for you. But in the moment, you think like, ah, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> but having someone who can kind of check you and say, hey, like, think about what you're doing. Is it the right thing for you? If not, step back. Having patience in your passion while maintaining your purpose. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Ooh. Been working on. Definitely gonna make that. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, just being patient, especially as a creative, passion is like huge. Like passion is why you exist and why you wake up in the morning and it's why you started your brand and it's it becomes this huge, huge, huge thing where you literally can't see anything else. So I think being patient with it because you kind of know like it's not going to go away. As a creative, I feel like you have a passion and it's there. It's not going anywhere. So just like being patient with it and kind of keep that check of like your purpose constantly in check. I think for us too, like as much of, you know, a dreamer I am, I'm also logical. I like make a lot of lists and do steps and things like that that kind of help me. And I have like a stack of notebooks that this one is for this and this one is for this. So it's kind of organization helps me, you know, remember, okay, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I'm doing. This is my purpose. Yes, I'm super passionate about it. This is all true. But this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Of course, passion is amazing. Passion is why we want to do what we're doing. And it should be huge. But it shouldn't cloud your purpose. It should just be pushing you to fill that purpose. Yeah, for me, having goals and like not necessarily a 10-year plan, but like this month, I want to accomplish this and this and this, or even this week or today, however small you need to make it, to make it easier to fulfill those little goals that kind of are all for the purpose, you know? I think that's a good point, too, is you're not always building for, I mean, you're always building towards something, but it's important to not get so preoccupied with being passionate about where you want to be 10 years down the road that you don't put that passion into the foundational steps of getting there. You know, it's so easy to think this is where I want to be when I'm 30 or when I'm 40 or when I'm 50, and this is my view of what it's going to be. And I'm so passionate about it, and I read so many blogs about it, and I do so so much working towards this that I forget that today I have to wake up and I have to send those emails. And <laughs> I have to do it passionately, otherwise I'm not going to have any clients. <laughs> and I have to turn, turn in this work on deadline, mm-hmm. otherwise I'm not going to get hired again. <laughs> and it's like as, as you learn how to funnel your passion into the integral steps of day-to-day ins mm-hmm. and outs business, which I hate the day-to-day. <laughs> And unlike Tara, I have a hundred notebooks, none of which are labeled and they all have everything in them. So I can never find anything. So, but I just have to keep reminding myself and being reminded by Tara how important it is, like the details and passionately pouring into the details because otherwise you have nothing to build something great off of and you're just going to be confused. To add one last thing to that, you mentioned like it's easy to have that goal of like this is where I want to be when I'm 40, 50, whatever. Um, But it's also easy to be like, I'm so passionate about this is what I want my brand to be. And then you're like saying, 
this is what my brand I want my brand to be but right now that's not what it is and that's okay like that's kind of what you're working towards and it's okay to to take that day to day to make it what you want to be and being patient again with that passion and knowing that like yes this is my purpose this is what I actually want it to look like and I'm super passionate about that but today it doesn't look like that and that's okay I have to kind of work towards that and knowing that it's a journey and it's going to be a process and make the journey as fun as you can not being frustrated that it's not exactly what you want to be right now you know yeah yeah Yeah. learn to be content with what you have while you work for what you want Mm. and for me at that time it was so massive because I was so preoccupied with what I wanted that I was so discontent with where I was and I and I think it's a daily reminder but to remember what do you have in front of you are you content with it or are you always wanting something else I think it's so hard to get to something else when you're just always discontent with what you have and it's important to work for what you want but if you can't find contentment in smaller things then you're never going to be fulfilled in the bigger stuff Mm because you you're always looking for something new Mm -hmm. but if you can learn how to you know passionately do what you're doing while you're passionately pursuing the next thing and find a good balance of that I think you're going to be a lot happier than always thinking like the next thing when I get there I'll arrive and then you get there and you find that you're empty as well Mm -hmm. but the next thing you know the grass is always greener but that tends to be when you let the comparison game slip into yeah absolutely it's like when you're in that I have this huge passion but this isn't what today looks like you also then kind of go to well what do they have what do they have they have this and that's when you kind of let that envy and jealousy slip in that's completely unnecessary yeah which then also further isolates you because right. <laughs> you just look at other people instead of you know being inspired or trying to work with them or yeah yeah it's kind of all ties together I guess so to tie things all together here clearly you guys have a lot going on you do things independently and you partner on a lot of things You're both super passionate about your different interests and about each other, obviously. But how do you bring it all together? What sort of steps do you take to meld your passions, your purpose, your brand and your voice with an entirely independent person to form a withstanding partnership that allows you both the room to grow and do what you want to do, but at the same time continues to serve as a foundation for both of you? I mean, it seems like you guys do it really naturally, but was it something you had to work at? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, totally. We have to work, we have to work at it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think, it, like, obviously for us in marriage, we were selective with each other. So, like, we've, <laughs> like we found the right, like, I found the right person for me and Tara found the right person for her. And so we naturally have a little bit of that kind of, we knew that we had similar passions and things. And But it's the same in, <laughs> same in business, I think, that when you're, when you're selective about the people that you work with in a healthy way, you're it's going to be easier to work through those things mm-hmm. and to yeah. You know, Tara and I have more ideas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We should do this. Yeah. And the next day. I mean, have like, another idea. Yeah, more ideas than anyone should ever have. But I think that's what it takes is not being precious with it and being like, hey, I trust Tara, so um, I know that I'm gonna tell her something and she's gonna be honest with me. And I can't get my feelings hurt easy. Like I have this, you know, there's days where I spend a whole day having the the idea that is gonna change the world, and I've done all the research and I've watched every video online and I have written, I have drawn pictures, I have done everything about this idea. And Tara gets home and I say, babe, I have this idea. It's gonna change the world. It's gonna rock our world. And I tell her, and she's like, oh, that's cool. I don't think that's like, and then I'm like, I sound horrible. What? No, no, but she's, but she's much better than I am at, at saying like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? And then I get really mad and offended and then I, we don't talk. And then an hour later, I'm like, you're right. That was the dumbest idea I've ever had. But I know that I can tell her my ideas and it's, and I'm going to have a lot of them and she's going to help me work through those and say which ones make sense and which ones don't and the same for her and as we yeah I think it's not being precious with ideas mm-hmm. it's that but like also let, having them yeah having them letting them flow and then being secure enough to say I can take someone saying that's a bad idea and that's great and instead of making me be you know offended and hurt and not want to share my ideas anymore it's going to make me want to come up with a better idea next time but I think it's being with someone that you trust and that you have built a relationship with. Obviously, we're building a relationship with each other because we're married, but it can be the same in professional and and, um, business relationships as well. I was going to say that. Yeah, it might sound like all this might be like, oh, this sounds great. There's this married couple who, you know, are both creatives and the best partnership ever, you know. On paper, it doesn't have to be your spouse because they might not have the same creative outlook on things that you do and that might be super frustrating, but... 
as long as you, I think it's super helpful to have someone that you do share your ideas with and who you can partner with and collaborate with on things that you respect and look up to. And it can be just a business partner or just a friend or maybe your sibling or someone that you kind of bounce ideas off of or present your ideas to or talk about things with in that way. It's definitely not limited to a marriage and sometimes might not work for a marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think kind of finding what works for you and don't let the reason that, oh, I'm single so I can't do this or whatever hold you back. You can have a best friend who you talk about things with like this or you can have a business partner or a mentor don't want a specific partnership keep you back from pursuing your passion i think we have lots of friends too who have great marriages but would never in a million years work together Mm because it just isn't the dynamic that they have Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make it any less important to have people that you work with that spur you on that spur you on hey this is your host kat lasciani thanks for listening to the millennial innovators podcast we had a great time talking with Tara and Zach, and I hope you got something valuable out of it. If you haven't done so already, definitely make sure to subscribe to the show, either on the podcast page of our website or on iTunes. And if you have subscribed, we'd love for you to like and rate the show in the iTunes store. Ratings help people discover the show who might find it valuable, and it lets them know what the show is all about. So definitely leave us something sweet in in the ratings box on iTunes. Before we go, Tara and Zach wanted to share their contact info with you. If you liked the show and you liked what they had to say, reach out to them here. www.taramichellebros.com and my Instagram is where I post a lot of things as well, so it's just at Tara Michelle Bros. You can get in touch with me on my website. It's leaguedesign.us L-E-A-G-U-E design.us and my email is Zach C-A-C-H at leaguedesign.us And our travel account is yeah. our Instagram is Lee Travels. Thanks Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Millennial Innovators Podcast.